You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say, I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sideline Edit. I'm your host, Emily. We had a weird week in the NFL. We had a call that got Patrick Mahomes in a very rare form, yelling and throwing a tantrum, throwing things. And so we will obviously be getting into that. I'll share my take on all of that because I do have thoughts. And I also have a fun human interest story for you on an NFL player who had never played football before, not in college, not as a kid, and now is thriving in the NFL. But first, we need to talk about the NBA. This Saturday, we had the championship game of the first ever NBA in-season tournament. This game was between the Indiana Pacers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Prior to the game, they had a red carpet, which I was into because I feel like it was just a moment and a spotlight for the game day fits. I was kind of into that pageantry that they had with it. I'm like, if you're going to make this something special, why not a red carpet? The Lakers ended up taking the win and basically had control over the whole game. I don't know why, but a lot of people just felt like the Lakers would win this from the get, and they did. And now each player on the winning team wins $500,000, and on the second place team for the Pacers, they get $200,000. And so definitely something to win for. I want to do another episode where I dive into more about this in-season tournament, how it performed, potential changes for next year, kind of like a little case study on essentially what this was, a marketing campaign for the NBA that they tested out this year. But I feel like at this point, we don't have a ton of information yet on how it would look like next year, and so I'm going to hold on that. But a quick stat on this tournament is that in November, the NBA had a 26% increase in viewers across the games on ESPN and TNT from last year. And so the whole goal of this tournament was to have more viewers on the NBA earlier in the season. And so this definitely succeeded at that. 26% is a huge increase, especially when you are talking in the millions. Now, I just need to get into this weird, weird week in the NFL. 
just strange things happening in a lot of games. And so I kind of want to do a rapid fire through some of these games with just quick reactions before I dive into the main event, because I do feel like we had a main event this week. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons, which was one of my picks. You've probably learned by now, if you have a choice, watch these divisional games. The NFC South is so close right now with three out of the four teams all tied for first, including these teams. I feel like if you're the Bucks, you're feeling pretty good about clinching this division going forward. Next, we have the Jacksonville Jags at the Cleveland Browns. I was worried about the Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence this week because he had sprained his ankle last week, but he played and didn't look like it slowed him down too much. I truly can't imagine playing quarterback in the NFL after spraining your ankle a week ago, but that's why he gets paid the big bucks and he's in this situation, not me. And in most games this year involving the Jags, I feel like they've been the story, the main story, but not in this game. In this game, it was all about the Browns, and I feel like I'm a low-key Browns fan now. The 38-year-old Joe Flacco started again and following this game ends up being named the starter for the rest of the season, and it is just so fun to watch him. I don't know if that's the nostalgia or what, but just getting to see him get essentially the second chance, I love to see it. He had said that basically he was just someone at home, didn't have a team this season, he was still working out, and had just been throwing the ball with his brother in the months that he wasn't on a team, and now he's back in the NFL winning. Plus, the Browns' defense is just so good. I am obsessed with Miles Garrett on and off the field with his outfits, and so just a nice team to kind of rally around the Cleveland Browns. Both of these teams are still 8-5, and five, and so still strong teams in the NFL. And now on to one of our more odd games, the New York Jets and the Houston Texans. The Jets have been struggling the second that Aaron Rodgers was out of that first game, and they had quarterback Zach Wilson, who's just been getting a lot of blame, a lot of hate. And personally, as a company, I think the Jets are doing a very bad job of handling everything. Going into this week, people were saying, Zach Wilson, he doesn't even want to play. He doesn't even want to be the starter after being benched three different times this season. And just a lot of rumors and a lot of blame on Zach Wilson. And then Zach plays in this game. And according to the coach of the Jets, it's Zach's best game of his entire career. The Jets end up taking the win 30 to 6. And I feel like with the Jets, it's just so much back and forth. It's like whiplash. And again, they're all very vocal about how they feel. And it just feels like everybody's on different pages. It's a struggle to be following the Jets this year. As like a franchise, there's some maturing to do to keep things a little bit more in-house because it feels like we're just getting gossip all the time. And so I'm interested to see now that they're on a high after this game, what's next week going to look like for them. And now on to the main events of this week 14 in the NFL. I'm going to actually start with the most newsworthy game of the day, which was the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I had said on my Friday's episode how some of my favorite games I've ever watched are these two teams playing each other in this era with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And granted, until the last maybe four minutes of this game, it was honestly a pretty more team version, I feel like, of a matchup between these two. The game ends up being tied 17 to 17 in the fourth quarter, and the Bills go down and get a field goal with two minutes left. And this has me worried because they needed a touchdown, and not being able to get a touchdown for the Bills was scary because I know the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid can go down there, manage the clock, and perfectly time a touchdown to win and end the game. And it would just be so typical of the Bills to just end up a little bit short and not get the win. Basically, that's kind of what happens without actually happening. And so that's the main story. And so here's what happens. Like I said, it's now 20 to 17 with the Bills winning. The Chiefs have the ball and they're going down the field trying to get a touchdown to win the game. And now we have this controversial play. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey catches it. He has defenders kind of all around him. And so he throws a lateral, which I think I've explained this before, but essentially you can throw the football to somebody else. They just have to be lateral or like parallel to you or behind you. You just can't throw it forward. And so he throws this lateral to Kadarius Tony, and Tony runs in for a touchdown. Honestly, a beautiful play. But we have to rewind because the second the play starts, there is a flag thrown. And so the flag is that Kadarius Tony, who had just scored that touchdown, had lined up offsides. And so that's where the flag is. And so the touchdown, that play does not count. And so let me explain offsides real quick. So before a play starts in football, you see both teams lined up on their own line. And so as an offensive player, you basically just need to be behind the ball that the center is holding and just not be past that line within the neutral zone. So you can't be too close to the defense. But in this play, if you watch it, Kadarius is pretty blatantly over the line. I'll post the picture on Instagram, but you can see on the other side of the center where the other receiver is lined up correctly. And Tony is basically like a whole person in front of him. And typically there's a line ref who's right there, like in the center of everything. And so when you're lining up, you can look at him. And if you're over the line, he typically gives you like a little hand motion to back off the line a little bit so that you don't get a penalty. And so there's kind of that safeguard there where you can check in with them and they'll be like, no, back up. And they're making sure that you don't get this penalty. But Tony never checks in with the ref on this play, and he is so over, and so the flag is thrown. And there's a lot to this, but obviously the Chiefs are extremely mad about this penalty. And they're saying it's never called, and so why is it being called in this moment? And granted, this isn't something that historically has been called that often, but they're getting stricter about it. I feel like overall refs are just getting stricter about everything. Last season, an offside penalty was only called twice, but this season so far has been called 11 times. And so it's not like this is the first time they're enforcing this. It has been happening more this season than before and just something that refs are enforcing more this season. And overall, I feel like the general rule of thumb is that it's not 
a penalty that's taken like super technically. Like if somebody's hand like kind of grazes past the line or whatever when they're like waiting for it to start, like that's not something that's typically called. It's only called when it's something that's obvious, like their whole body, they're standing in that neutral zone. And personally to me, this is a perfect example of when to enforce it because of how wildly over Kadarius is. And a quick note on Kadarius Tony, he has had some pretty major mess ups in his career with like dropping balls. And personally, I'm always surprised that he's still playing on such an elite team in the NFL because this is not the first time something like this has happened with him. And essentially, this call loses them the game. And like I said, this isn't the first time that something like this with Tony has lost them the game. And so obviously everyone's heated. Patrick Mahomes especially is in rare form. Extremely heated, throwing things. People are having to hold him back. He's just out of control. At the end of the game, he goes up to Josh Allen saying things like, wildest effing call I've ever seen. It's effing terrible. And Josh Allen just kind of like taps him on the back and it's like, okay, buddy, like, see ya. The Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, says in the press conference after that the call was an embarrassment for the National Football League. Brittany Mahomes, Patrick's wife and now BFF of Taylor Swift, she posted an Instagram story of a video of the ref on the field and wrote MVP over it. And personally, they're all just handling it terribly. And I think the rest of the world who's not in this Chiefs fandom is kind of like, you weren't wronged here. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are kind of notorious for getting calls that always lean their way. And so to have a call that is fair, but just goes the opposite way against them, and them all reacting like this, just doesn't really buy them any sympathy, at least for me. And honestly, if I have sympathy for anyone, it's kind of the Bills, because now I feel like this win has like an asterisk for them. Instead of being like a fair win against a good team. But I'll be posting the videos and the pictures of this to my Instagram because it's just, it's the main story this week. Everyone is going to have an opinion on it. But I think most people who aren't, like I said, Chiefs fans are going to have a similar opinion on it. And now on to our Sunday night primetime game, NFC East rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys end up winning this game 33-13. to And I'm kind of shook that the Eagles let themselves get beaten this badly two weeks in a row. I was convinced that there was no way the pride of all those very prideful Eagles would let this happen, but it happened. And now everyone's kind of taking it to the extreme, saying that the Eagles are a fraud franchise this season, and like now we're actually getting to see the real them. And I feel like I've been saying kind of something like this all this season, but not to the extreme that people are saying now, but I've just been feeling like they aren't as good this season as they were last season. And I just feel like all those close games are finally catching up with them. Especially like they've been losing to strong teams. Like it's not like they're losing. I mean, they had that one loss, but it's not like these past two losses are two teams that they definitely should have won. Granted, the game should have been closer, but they're still, in my mind, like strong losses. 
Actually, I wouldn't say that. I would say they're not terrible losses to lose to these teams, but strong might be a stretch. But for the rest of the season, the Eagles have a very easy rest of the season, whereas the Cowboys have a harder one. And so the winner of the NFC East could still go either way. I do think in some ways that could be a disadvantage for the Eagles if they're not being challenged going into the playoffs. I think that could be something to worry about, but only time will tell. I still don't think the Cowboys are like the end-all be-all either. But I do want to take a moment to acknowledge a bright spot in all of this. And that is the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey, who in this game was the first kicker to ever make a 59 and 60 yard field goal in the same game. And Brandon did not play football in college his whole life like everybody else who is in the league, but was instead a star soccer player. He played in college at Notre Dame. After college, he was drafted to the MLS by Toronto. After a couple years in pro soccer, he decided to get a job as a software engineer. And then one night, he was at home watching an NFL game with his wife where a kicker missed a field goal. And she said, hey, you could do that. And if you know anything about Pat McAfee and college game day, you know how he would feel about this. But This all ends up working out for Brandon. Brandon goes to a former Mississippi State kicker and basically has him coach him three times a week on place kicking. And he does this from 2019 to 2022. So a good stretch of time there. And then in 2022, he is drafted to the USFL and has success there. And then this year, he is signed to the Dallas Cowboys. And he currently has the NFL record for the most consecutive field goals made to start a career. The former record was set at 19 and he is currently at 30. The man has not missed in the NFL and is responsible for many of the Cowboys points. Him alone in last night's game won more points than all of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so with the weirdness of this week, just kind of a bright spot in Brandon Aubrey. And with that, thanks again for tuning into Sideline Edit. Enter the giveaway that I am doing on Instagram. It ends on Wednesday the 13th, and so you don't want to miss a chance to win. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I will see you on Friday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.